Thank you for downloading or streaming this message from Emmanuel Church. We are one church with multiple locations, and we believe God wants to bless you right where you are. In a few moments, you're going to hear some practical teaching from God's Word that I believe will be inspiring and relevant to your life. First, though, if you haven't yet experienced Emmanuel Live, we encourage you to go to our website, eclife.org, to check out our service times and locations so that you can experience Emmanuel in person or through our online campus. If this message blesses you and you'd like to support the ministry financially, again, you can go to eclife.org and click on the Giving tab and choose Online Campus at your campus. Thanks again for joining us today, and we hope this message will be an encouragement to you on your spiritual journey. Well, good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing? Yes. What is up? What is up? What is up to all of our campuses? If you're a first-time guest, can we give it up for all our first-time guests across all of our campuses, microsites, online? That's right. So I just want to say welcome to the Garfield Park campus, the Franklin campus, uh, the Banta campus. What's up? We want to say welcome to microsites, to the Terror Treatment Center. We got New Day. We got the Johnson County Rework Release. Um, and we're also here at Greenwood and everybody online. So just give it up one more time for everybody, all of you here, all of you watching online and your jammies, wherever you're at. We are so glad that you're watching. And we've been in this series called The Hope of Heaven. And the reason we've been in this series is because I hope if you didn't realize that Friday was Christmas, okay, so I hope that you all had a great Christmas, and what that means is that the end of the year is coming, and that also means 2020 is about to leave us. Can we give a hallelujah? 2020, let the door hit you on the way out, you know what I'm saying, a couple times. Get out of here. 2021, let's go. And we thought as a church that we needed to bring some hope, right? Because it's been a hard year. And so we kind of mixed up our Christmas series a little bit. Jesus comes down to heaven. He's birthed. And he gives us hope. The hope of heaven. And that's actually why Jesus says this in John 14. This has kind of been our verse throughout this whole series. It says, let not your hearts be troubled. Oh man, that's good for us right now. Believe in God and believe also in me, Jesus says. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? Like, heaven and the new earth is a real place. And what Jesus is trying to do is he's just trying to dish out hope in this verse all over the place because he knows in this world we will have trouble. And so we need hope for the future so that we have strength for today. Because I don't know about you, maybe you're going through a financial situation. You've lost your business. There's, you've been dealing with disease, COVID, some other disease, right? You've been contract traced 17 times and have missed school and work a whole bunch, all right? That, that's been our year. Some of you, you're heartbroken because you've lost someone that you cared about. It's been a difficult year. And so Jesus is just dishing out hope. And what we've talked about in this series is that the hope of heaven is the with removal of pain the first week. That God's going to overthrow evil in the second week. And last week, Pastor Andy talked about how God is near to us right now. That God is with us. That's the hope of heaven. Hasn't our pastor, by the way, done an amazing job over the last three weeks? I think so. I've enjoyed the series. I hope that you have. And so I get to bring last week of what the hope of heaven does for us. And I love it. It's right here. The hope of heaven is your personal restoration. This is huge. 
The hope of heaven is your personal restoration. What do I mean by restoration? Well, the definition of restoration is the action of returning something to a former owner, place, or condition. And I want to focus on that part right there, restoration, condition. Because I don't know if we know this or not, but we have a condition as human beings. And it's not good. Let me give you an example with me. This is going to be TMI. I know that. If you don't know what that means, it means too much information. But I'm going to give that to you about my life. First of all, our physical bodies are falling apart. I've had four knee surgeries on my right knee. Actually, so much so that the doctor tells me I cannot run as far. I'll need a knee replacement as soon as possible. Don't want that. How about this? Uh, people at work know this. Now you're going to know it. Um, I have some digestive issues. So after lunch, everyone knows at work, Aaron's going to the bathroom, okay? You know that song, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go right now, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. That's me, okay, after lunch. Digestive issues that I wish weren't there, but they are. I've got some neurological issues that my family has. that messes with my hands sometimes. Like, our physical bodies are falling apart. Sometimes my back just hurts, and I don't know why it hurts. And I'm 33, so everybody who's older, like my grandpa, he's 86. He still can get up and go to the bathroom. I'm like, he's the strongest man I know, okay? I don't know how he does it, but I'm just telling you, that is amazing to me. Because stuff starts falling apart, right? We start to get wrinkles where we don't want wrinkles. We start to lose hair in places we don't want to. And it starts to grow places we don't want it to. Our bodies start to hurt. Disease starts to take over. Physical things affect all of us. We need restoration there. And you know what's even harder than our physical bodies falling apart? It's something inside of us. This deep inner personal issues that every single one of us deal with. Like for me, I shared this a couple weeks ago in a series about my anger issues and how we can control our anger. And guess what? I don't want to do it sometimes, but I still get angry when things don't go my way. Like yesterday, my daughter, she likes to hide things in my house. She's two and a half, almost three. You can't put anything where she can grab it. Well, I accidentally put my keys to my car on a cabinet that I thought she couldn't get to. And I was looking for my keys everywhere. And I had to get to church. It's like, I'm going to be late. Well, she was asleep, so I couldn't ask her where she put it. Because there's a rule in my house. When the kids are asleep, you don't wake them up. So I'm looking at my wife, and I'm like, oh, I just want her to stop. Like, I'm doing it quietly. Hiding things. I got to work. I had an extra key that I found, thankfully. And my wife called me, actually, afterwards and said, I asked Lucia when she woke up where it was. And she goes, oh, I put it in couch here. And she put it underneath the couch. And it's, anyways. But there's this anger in me. IU basketball just continues to, ugh. And the Lord just continues to teach me. I'm get, you know, I also have something else inside of me, this feeling of inadequacy, where I want to do the best job I can and I want people to notice it. Because I want people to think that I'm good by what I do. Because there's a feeling of inadequacy in me. All of you understand what I'm saying? Some of you, there's jealousy issues. You see people with a bigger house or a bigger car. And you're like, why can't I have that? 
Or there's envy. How about greed? So you hold, you hold on to and you hoard things because this is mine. I earned this. No one can take it from me. It could be lust. Some of us, lust has become a huge issue. And we can't stop looking at things we shouldn't look at, whether that be porn or somebody else. Some of us, it's patience. We don't have any patience towards anything. Like today, we're going to leave the church parking lot and someone's going to get ahead of us or we're going to go to the store and someone's going to get a hold of us and we've got to go back 12 feet, you know, two more spots, six feet apart. And it's going to make us upset because we lack patience. Some of us fear and anxiety. It just controls us. And COVID has only brought that to more of an issue. So it's like, nobody get near me. I don't want to touch anyone. Everyone stay away. And you treat people badly because fear is controlling you. Depression has set in. Some of us, we want to get rid of our depression, but we just can't. Like It took everything in us to just even turn on the computer day to, to watch this talk. Because depression, there are things inside of us that need to be restored. Paul understood this in Romans. I love what he says here. He says, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. And then he says, for I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. What's he saying here? The ABV version, Aaron Beasley version, would put it like this. The things I know I shouldn't be doing, I do those things all the time. Like getting mad and angry and not having patience and being jealous and envious and lust. Those things I know I should not be doing, I keep on doing them. And then the things I know I should be doing, like showing love and peace and patience and joy and kindness, I don't do those things. That is our problem as humans. Our physical bodies are falling apart and inside there's this turmoil. It's going back and forth and we struggle with what's inside of us. But the hope of heaven is our personal restoration. So what does personal restoration look like then? That's super important. That's what the hope of heaven is going to bring all of us. Well, first, it looks like this. Your body will be made new. Like, all of the issues you deal with, diseases, some of us who've never been able to walk or hear or see, cancer, you've been battling cancer, COVID-19, things you don't like about your body, your body will be made new. Paul says this in 1 Corinthians to the church. It is the same way with the resurrection of the dead. Our earthly bodies are planted in the ground when we die, but they will be raised to life forever, or to live forever. Our bodies are buried in brokenness, but they will be raised in glory. They are buried in weakness, but they are raised in strength. That's what the hope of heaven brings us. New bodies raised in strength. See, I kind of think about my new body sometimes and how God's going to make it and what it looks like. And, you know, I just think it's going to look like this. It's going to look like this. Look at that. I mean, just 
I'm just built super strong. Just watch out. God gives me muscles and I don't even have to work out. It's awesome. But I don't even think this really gets close to what my glorified body is going to look like. I think this is closer. And if you don't know, that's Pastor Danny's body. That's right. <laughs> my face on Pastor Danny's body. I'm tall, skinny. I can play basketball really well. That's what my glorified body is going to look like. There's no doubt about it. Probably with some hair on top too, I bet. But God's going to make our bodies new. That's the hope of heaven. This is why the writer of Psalms, this Psalms right here says this, He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercy. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like eagles. What is he talking about? He's not just talking about this life, God redeeming you from death and disease and all that, because sometimes that doesn't happen. He's talking about God is going to renew us when he sets up his new kingdom, and it's going to be filled with youth. Like, all these wrinkles, gone. All the pain, gone. Your knees, my knees fixed. I'll be sprinting like a cheetah. It will be awesome. This is what God promises us. I don't know about you, but that makes me excited. Now, not only will God make our bodies new, but there's something else he's going to do with this personal restoration when the hope of heaven comes, is... Your inner self will be made whole. Like, what I mean by that is all of this junk that you struggle with, addictions, anger, jealousy, no patience, envy, whatever it is, it's going to be made whole. See, right now, like I told you, we're kind of battling this. We know what we should do and not what we should do, and we shouldn't do this, or we should do this, and we battle this. And James kind of talks about this when he says, but when you ask him or ask God, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty, where many of us are, is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown tossed by the wind. We're like a wave being tossed by the wind in, in the ocean. Like, oh, we should do this. No, I shouldn't do And we're going back and forth, and we struggle. When, when God sets up the hope of heaven, the new earth, he is going to make us whole. Can you imagine what it is like to not be angry anymore? Like, I think about this. Like, if I'm watching a sporting event and my team doesn't win, I'm, I'm happy the other team won. I'm like, yeah, way to go, Illinois. Way to beat IU. Woo! So excited about it. Like there's, there's joy in my heart when there's shoes on the steps. I'm not getting upset. I'm like, thank you, God, that I have shoes and that they're everywhere. There's no anger. Can you imagine that what you struggle with, that addiction that you haven't been able to kick? The lust, it's no longer there. You are made whole again. Like perfect peace, perfect patience, kindness towards everyone. That is what God is going to do for us. 
This is why I love this prophecy. It says this, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me, for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim that the captives will be released and prisoners will be freed. He's not talking about a physical prison, by the way, here. He's talking about the prison that all of us have inside of us. That when you accept Jesus, he kind of releases some of that. And those of you who have accepted Christ know what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about perfect freedom. No more bars and chains. No more jealousy. No more envy. No more anger. No more fear. No more of it. You are made whole again. I am so excited for that day. I hope that you are as well. So your body will be made new. Your inner self will be whole. And I think the best thing about this personal restoration for me is that also your loved ones will be there. Your loved ones who've accepted Jesus Christ will be there. Even people that maybe you've never met before in life will be there if they were in Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but for me, that gives me more hope than anything. Like maybe it's a grandparent, a child, a parent. Like at Christmas time, maybe there was an empty seat this year and it was hard. And the hope of heaven is your loved ones will be there. And they'll be perfect, and they'll have glorified bodies. And you'll be like, oh my gosh, look at your body. It looks so great. And you'll be like, I know, look what I can do again. No pain. It's awesome. Look at my hair. It's flowing. And you're not jealous of my hair because we're perfect. It's awesome. C.S. Lewis, I can't wait to meet C.S. Lewis. He's one of my favorite writers. I'm going to be like, tell me how you came up with the Chronicles of Narnia. That's so genius. I've loved it. Your loved ones will be there. It says this, those who who have been ransomed by the Lord will return. They will enter Jerusalem, the new heaven, the new earth, singing, crowned with everlasting joy. Sorrow and mourning will disappear, and they will be filled with joy and gladness. What's he saying? All the people you've lost, all the people you love, they'll be there and they'll be filled with joy and gladness. In Revelation, we've been talking about this verse a few times in this series. Again, he will wipe every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. And the one sitting on the throne said, Look, I'm making everything new. And then he said to me, Write this down, for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. What I tell you is trustworthy 
and true. Can I tell you something what this Hope of Heaven series has been all about? Is that what God says is trustworthy and true. And when we put our trust in a whole bunch of other things, guess what? It's going to fall apart. When you put your full trust in the government, it's not going to go well for you. You put your full trust in your body, not going to go well for you. You put your full trust in your sports teams or your finances or whatever, it's not going to go well for you. But I can tell you what is true, trustworthy and true. It's what God says about what he's going to bring to this earth and the hope of heaven that we can all experience. That is what we are waiting for today. And I know sometimes it's hard in this earth, but the way you get strength is for the future hope that God is bringing all of us in the name of Jesus. So then if God's going to make my body new, he's gonna make my inner self whole and I'm gonna see the loved ones that I miss. What do we do while we wait? It's a great question. Like, what do we do while we wait for heaven to come, for this new earth to come? This is what we do. We move toward that restoration now. We work and we move towards bringing that restoration right now. It's why the vision of our church is to see people come to Christ and grow in Christ. See, in 1 John, he puts it like this. But friends, that's exactly who we are. Children of God. Like when you come to Christ, you're a child of God. And that's only the beginning. Who knows how we'll end up? What we know is that when Christ is openly revealed, like when he comes back to this earth, we'll see him. And in seeing him, we'll become like him perfectly. But all of us who look forward to his coming stay ready now with the glistening purity of Jesus' life as a model for our own. What do we do? We stay ready with the glistening purity of Jesus' life as our model for our own right now. That's what we do. We move towards that restoration now. And some of you, you know what I'm talking about. Because you're no longer, you're no longer as angry as you used to be. Like, that's my story. I'm not, I'm not as angry as I used to be. That feeling of inadequacy, that, that's not part of me as much anymore. Like, I know who Jesus has called me to be. I could lose the rest of my hair everywhere and I wouldn't care. And my, what I start to think about is, what would it look like when all of us started to move towards that restoration. Now, like, we just become a little bit less jealous of people. Like, we see somebody get that brand spanking new car, and we go, thank you, God, that you blessed them. Thank you, God. May you continue to bless that person. What would, what would happen if we started to say, God, lust, I don't need that. I don't need to satisfy those urges because you satisfy me. What would it look like if when people cut us off, there was patience and kindness and we just continued to move towards that end? Here's what I'll tell you what happened is we would bring some of that hope of heaven to this earth now. And I'm telling you, if 2020 has taught us anything, we don't need any more hate. 
We don't need any more opinions. We don't need any more jealousy and anger. We don't need any more of that. What we need is love and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and self-control. That's what we need in this earth today. And when we move in that direction, people can start to say, what is different about you? And you can say, we have a hope. We have a hope and his name's Jesus Christ and he's gonna set it up on this earth. Let me tell you about him. He's gonna remove all this pain that you suffer with. Your heart that is broken, he will heal it. That disease, that loved one you've lost, you will see them again. That's the hope that we have. And so how do we move towards it? I don't know, maybe you need to get in a small group. We just talked about that. You need some accountability. Get in a small group. How about this? You're watching online. Watch every weekend. If you're coming to a service, come every weekend. Don't skip. Don't say you don't need it. I need this. Maybe you need to read your Bible. I know we say this all the time, but I'm telling you, one of the ways the enemy gets rid of the hope in your life is he says, stop reading the Bible. He makes you question it. Don't do it. That's how you move towards this restoration. Find people that will challenge you and keep you on the right path. That's how we do this. And I'm telling you, God's going to remove all this pain, all the evil. He's going to be so close to us, we won't be able to comprehend how good he is. And he's going to personally restore us. That is the hope of heaven. Now, some of us today, to move towards that restoration, we have to take the first step. We need to accept Christ as our Savior. We've been putting our trust in all these other things or putting our trust in ourselves and we haven't put our trust in the one who loves and cares for us. See, Jesus came to this earth because he knew we had a condition that we could not solve. But he lived a life that you and I couldn't. And then he died for us on a cross. And he's the only God that rose again and lives because he is the only God. He is the true God. And he conquered sin and the grave for every single one of us so that we can have this hope we've talked about this entire series. And I want to offer that to every single person that's watching online or is at one of our campuses. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, you could say something like this to God. It's not the words, it's the heart behind the words. You can repeat after me or you can say your own words to him. You can say this, God, trusted in so many things the world myself other people stuff but I've realized the only one I can truly trust is you you came to this earth and lived like one of us 
you lived perfectly. And then you sacrificed yourself for me on the cross. And you live. And because you live, I can live a different life. I can follow your way. And that is what I'm choosing to do today. Putting my trust in you. Thank you, Jesus. I love you. In Jesus' name, amen. And I'm going to tell you, that is the best decision you can ever make. Can we give it up today for all those people who made that decision? So we have a, we have a gift for you. We like to call this our starter kit. We'd like you to text the word SAVE to 65248. Text the word SAVE to 65248. And we will send you one of these in the mail. And it's got a Bible in it. It's got a Bible reading plan. It's got uh, what your next steps are. It's also got a coffee mug in it. And here's what I'll tell you about that. I know Pastor Danny says coffee and the Bible. You can't, uh, listen, you don't need to drink coffee in it, okay? You can drink soda. That's what I do, whatever. Anyways, just text the word SAVE to 65248. It is the best decision you'll ever make. Can we give it up for those people one more time?